What's up, guys? It's Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Chow, the sex reporter and co-host of the Insatiable Podcast with Smiley. So I'm back in New York from two weeks in Brazil. I'll tell you guys about that in a little bit. And I do have a question for you today as I get back into the swing of things. But first, I'm going to play... Uh, a call-in that was from an old episode about Valentine's Day, which does bring up something that's still relevant, even though it's not Valentine's Day anymore, and it's from Purse. All right, Lori, it's Purse. I'm going to talk about Valentine's Day, even though it's like from 14 days ago, or Valentine's Day wasn't 14 days ago. The point is, with the new update, it doesn't matter when it was posted, because it still showed up in my feed. So Valentine's Day. I treat Valentine's Day kind of like how I treated prom last year. I find a lot of people treat Valentine's Day like they treat prom, where it's like, oh, I need to get cuffed. I need to just have someone with me to like take pictures and eat food with. And I don't mess with that. For me, especially with like my own personal issues, um, it's not worth it to me if we don't genuinely like each other same thing with prom like some people asked me to prom and i was like are we going because you want to like date me or are we just going so we can take some bomb pictures and they're like well i mean you're supposed to have a date so and it's like well what's the point of that just go with your friends don't be stressed about a corsage or matching and like live your best life and I see Valentine's Day the same way too. Like I've had a couple friends over the years be like, oh, Valentine's Day's coming up. Need to find myself a man. Need to get myself cupped up, whatever. And it's like, okay, you can buy yourself some wilting flowers from Loblaws yourself. You know, you can wait until the day after and get yourself some chocolate on sale you want a stuffed animal stuffed animals aren't just for children and they're not just for valentine's day it's the middle of august it's the middle of may get yourself a damn winnie the pooh that's three feet tall like live your best life at any point in time don't just get a valentine for valentine's day so you can post up on the snaps and the instagrams and still feel empty inside if someone genuinely cares for you and likes you regardless of whether it's valentine's day go have a good time with them on a date or whatever um but I, a lot of people just get a Valentine's for the sake of it. And I think it's a waste of time, energy, and resources. So yes, I am actually still trying to figure out how this new anchor works. And I have a feeling like if I don't click publish, somehow nobody's even going to hear any of this. So anyway, I'm still experimenting. If people have tips out there, like help me out, please, a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I think that this is actually really relevant even after Valentine's Day. Because a lot of people do this whole like dating for show thing these days even aside from Valentine's Day. It's like, I think um, Jasmine has talked about this on her station, but the whole like, just, you know, being in a relationship for show and posting things on Instagram and relationship goals and all that stuff. Like where, why are we doing all this? You know what I mean? It's taking a problem, which was the fact that people felt they had no value unless they were in a relationship and then elevating it to like a whole other level. Because what I think people should be doing um, is, you know, focusing on being okay with being by yourself. Cause that's what I find a lot of, you know, my, a lot, the biggest problem that a lot of people have when they get to, you know, my age or like late twenties, mid thirties, when people start looking at you weird, when you're not part of a partnership and then, you know, you start feeling judged or whatever. And I don't know what invisible uh, pressure it is that everyone feels exactly, but I do know that the pressure is there. And then somehow people feel the need to like show off like, you know, how great their life is based on how lovey-dovey they are with somebody else. And it's like, well, you know, your life can be great when you're by yourself too. So anyway, um, I mean, that's a whole sort of tangent on what Purse was saying, but yeah, it's like, 
if you like chocolate, just buy chocolate. You don't need a holiday for that. That said, if you really do like someone and you want to do something nice for them too, why not? So my question of the day is actually about travel since I just got back from a trip and also because this came up in some discussion with friends while I was in Brazil. But would you travel with somebody that you're dating, like who you're not dating seriously yet? Somebody that you're just seeing, somebody you're just starting to get to know. Is travel a big deal for you in that dating process or is it just fun to travel with people that you're attracted to? So basically there are people who think that Going on a trip is a really big commitment. It's like the way you test out a potential partner for an actual relationship. So you got to do all this, you know, planning together and, you know, spending all this time together day in and day out. It takes a toll on like, you know, whatever relationship it is that you have with a person. That's true. But at the same time, there's another camp that believes like, I mean, whatever, traveling is fun. Why not do it with somebody that you're currently having fun with or really anyone? I mean, you would travel with your friends. What's so bad about traveling with a friend who can split the cost of a hotel room and maybe get some benefits out of it too? Seems like a win-win situation, right? So first up to answer this question of whether you would travel with someone that you're dating is Reggie, the weekend watcher. Lori knows who this is. For everybody else, this is Reggie, a weekend watcher. And oh my goodness, traveling with people I'm dating. I don't have a ton of experience with that, but it was actually sort of handled in another podcast I listened here on Anchor, um, Suka, S-U-K-A, and she's also a stripper of anxiety. Uh, and she was saying, hey, even with your mutuals, it's uh, important to, you know, stay in your economic lane or sort of be above board. Let, let folks know, hey, these are the kind of things that I do on vacation. This is what I expect. And maybe you can do them, maybe, maybe not with me. Uh, but, you know, these are those things that are important to me. And I agree. You kind of... You, it's important to be super above board and with somebody you're dating i think it's a, a little bit it's a step further where you get to say hey these are the things that i expect for you and, and from you not like in the like a teacher but more like hey these, these are the things that i would love to do with you and if they don't happen they'll break my heart um that involves a level of vulnerability that i think is like super important but just you know also helpful to both parties See, that's kind of what I mean when I put this question out there. There is just a camp of people who feel like travel is a serious thing and you have to like work out the details and set expectations because it could go terribly wrong. And I do know that there are like disastrous travel stories, but I don't know, maybe I'm just a flexible person. Like if I choose to travel with somebody, of course, I want to see the place. I want to enjoy myself, but I'm choosing that person because I want to hang out with that person. And though like annoying sides can come out of people when you do travel with them, um, generally, if I decide that I like you enough to travel with you, I can probably deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to let a person get me down unless they're really, really, truly awful. And I can't even honestly remember um, the last time something like that has even happened to me. Like I've, I did once actually have a whole relationship with a guy that was kind of miserable to travel with and... I mean, not miserable. He just kind of wasn't really into anything. And I was the one who always wanted to do stuff. Um, but, you know, he was nice enough that he wouldn't try to hold me back or whatever. So it's not like he ruined my trips. And in some ways, like, you know, um, I guess like I guess I kind of warmed down and made him enjoy himself, too. So it wasn't even all that bad. There is the factor of money, though. So if you're not a person who is accustomed to traveling, like 
you maybe only allow yourself one big trip every few years or even once a year or something like that, then yeah, it's a big deal like who you pick to go on that particular trip with. But, you know, like I, I guess if you're going to be the, you know, if you're going to take like one major international trip or something like once every five years or 10 years, like let's just say that. And you decide to do that with a person that you're not dating very seriously, yeah, that's there's a high risk of, of ruining your vacation that way because there's so much put into that. There's so much expectation built into that trip that you want to make sure you're getting everything that you want out of it, both in terms of money and time and commitment and all that stuff. But if you are, I mean, for regular trips, like, I don't know, a weekend getaway, um, maybe you're a person who does just travel a lot and out of like a few trips that you're going to take this year, you decide to take one of them with someone that you're seeing. I, I don't really, I just don't see why that needs to be such a big deal. You know what I mean? Um, I actually think that in some ways it can be easier to take those types of trips with someone that you're seeing versus someone who is like a friend. And I'll explain that in the next segment. I have this theory that it might actually be easier to take a trip, assuming that the trip is not like your end-all be-all, like once-in-a-lifetime, you know, big trip or something like that. Um, it's easier to take a regular trip with someone that you're sleeping with versus, and like that you're attracted to versus someone that you have like a long-term friendship with. And the reason is because I've traveled with my friends and, you know, they're my friends. I love them. No conflict over travel or argument while we're traveling is going to break our friendships up. But my friends can get on my nerves and it's partially because like your friends don't owe you anything in terms of like they're not trying to please you like you guys are just enjoying each other's company there's it's an equal friendship in most cases so no one's really trying to cater to the other like you're both just out to get fun for yourself and you mutually support each other for that if that makes sense right unless you're traveling for someone's wedding in which case the trip is all about them anyway um the point is when you're with friends no one's in charge and that's therein lies the problem because you go out there and you've got different styles of things you want to do you might argue about it and be like i want to go to a fancy restaurant when your friend wants to go to like a not fancy restaurant or vice versa and that kind of stuff becomes conflict especially when you know you start to have to compromise and stuff like that i find it a lot easier to compromise when I'm with somebody where like part of the reason why I'm out traveling with them is to enjoy their company because they're somebody I'm seeing, you know, um, especially if it's somebody new, because when somebody you're like kind of in your honeymoon phase, you're still kind of into each other. There's still a little mystery there. And so you're much more willing to be like malleable and to comply with things that they wanted to do things that make them happy. Not that you're not that you're like just letting them run stuff or like letting them take over your trip, but more that you're just kind of happy to see the other person happy or theoretically you are, you know, I'm saying I guess I guess I tend to date people that I enjoy spending my time with and usually that means that they have a reasonable um you know put in a reasonable effort to make me happy and I put in a reasonable effort to make them happy and so it's like a win-win situation and even if we clash over things we want to do like if they want to go to a different restaurant I mean I'll gladly go to a restaurant they really want to try just because it'll be fun to do that thing with them um and because you know getting to know them is maybe part of the reason why i'm there or something and of course sex definitely helps solve problems not that it solves all problems but if you've got like a little conflict over whether you want to see this touristic point today or go to that you know um touristic point tomorrow if you're going to be like arguing about stuff like that and who's in charge and whatnot that stuff is easily resolvable with some good sex right so you know you can get over that comp comp um that that's controversy very easily versus a friendship where you can't solve that problem with sex you're just gonna be mad at each other for the whole trip 
you might even separate and do your own thing or something. So I guess, you know, that that's sort of my theory, but I do know that I think I might be in the minority on this one. In other news, how you doing, girl? Because, uh, you know, you, you, went, you went radio silent. You started taking questions for, uh, for a panel of Brazilian women, and all of a sudden, I didn't hear anything. And I was like, whoa, did, did she, like, fall down? Did she finally fall down a, a deep hole of Cacadinhas? Was, was there, like, a lot of pau de queijo involved in this whole situation? I don't know, man. I, I get lost with that stuff, too. Oh, man. Uh, but no, I'm, it's nice to have you back in the States. I hope you're enjoying the damn thing and, uh, you're not, you know, buried in stress uh, upon your return. So what was up with me? I just came back from a trip to Brazil, as many of you know, and yes, I did kind of go radio silent for the two weeks while I was out there. I was out there by myself. FYI, since we're on the subject and there might be some confusion, but yeah, that video that I asked you guys to give input on for questions for Brazilian women, I did take your questions down. I did ask them. It's going to become a video on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash it's me, Lori. And that's I-T-S-M-E-L-O-R-I, but I'll link you guys when it's up because it's not up yet. Um, it was a great conversation just about the perceptions of what Brazilian women are like and what dating culture is like in Brazil, um, questions that people have for what it's like for women down there and what they genuinely think um, from their perspective. So it was a super interesting conversation and I hope to have that up soon along with some of their fun stuff that I did while I was out there. But I basically wasn't on Anchor because I didn't have time. Um, so it was a little bit about me, which I think some may know and some may not. I used to live in Brazil for several years, and uh, I left about 2015. So um, I said when I left that I'd be back, you know, my plan was to go back every year to visit because I got very attached to my friends there. And even though I've even lived in other places too for longer than Brazil, but, you know, Sao Paulo is just a city that really, that's like just so like I love Sao Paulo. I feel like I fit in there somehow. It's like the New York of South America, in my opinion, and um, lives up to a lot of all that and more. I mean, the economy there is pretty bad now, so it's not like I could uh, get a job that will send me back there like I was fortunate enough to have before. But um, it's just good vibes and like, you know, the people are cool. And if it were not for the fact that I had to be close to my family in New York, I might still be there. So I did come back to a whole new anchor though, which is good and bad. Like I think some of these features have a lot of potential and they're super cool, but I also don't really know how to use them yet, including like I realize now that if I take the phone off my ear, for example, I'm not going to be able to continue recording for some reason. Like I can't hold the phone back up to my ear and then continue my sentence, which is a little weird for me. Back to the subject of dating um, or traveling with your date or whatever though. Um, you know, I, th I compare some of the opinions about this to people's ability or the way people view roommate situations. I am a person, well, I, I don't have a roommate and I would hope I don't ever need to have one again for the rest of my life unless it's like a significant other or a family member. But, um, you know, when I was in college, there was all this hype about uh, you know, having to live with people for the first time that were like outside of your own house. And a lot of people, there was a lot of drama, you know, um, with other students in terms of like people they live with and conflicts with their roommates and all this other stuff. And 
I was really lucky. You know, my roommates when I was in college were real chill. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. Um, I'm still friendly with them, and I think a lot of it just came down to like we went in there knowing that we were going to be different personalities. We might have different you know, standards of hygiene and cleanliness, and we might have different sleeping patterns and different study patterns. And we went in with an open mind and we just thought, well, we're going to make the most of our time, you know, while we're living together. So why not get along? And that's the attitude that I take with travel and trips and vacations and stuff like that. Like, I don't see a reason why um, it needs to be such a big deal, you know, to travel with somebody unless you place the travel, your more importance on the travel than you do on the person and on the experience. And I'm not the type of person to spend a bunch of money and get on a plane or get in a car and go somewhere and then fuck it all up because I'm mad at somebody. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how I live my life. So if I'm going to go through all that trouble to go do something and pay for something and enjoy myself, I will enjoy myself. And there's almost nothing you could do to stop that. You know what I mean? Um, That includes like, you know, if we go to a place I haven't been before and somehow, you know, you get sick or something like that, we end up in the hospital and I got to look after you or something like that. Like, I'm okay with that because I'm there with you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you're my friend or my, you know, or, or someone that I'm that I'm with or just started dating or whatever like I'm obviously going to be okay with that you know because that's how life is and unexpected things happen I'm not going to be like oh you ruined my vacation or whatever like the vacation is the vacation if I had to I'll just go back another time you know what I mean like if it and if I was strapped for money I would just wait another five years and try again you know what I mean like stuff happens um bad stuff happens in life I, I don't take those things as like I don't know I just there's almost nothing really that I that 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 you could throw at me that is going to make me regretful or make me upset, you know, or or any more upset than so upset that I can't get over it, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't think it's that serious. Maybe I'm just too zen in my old age. I don't know. But I think that, you know, maybe if we took things a little bit less seriously, we could enjoy them a little bit more. But uh I am talking a lot about this, so I apologize for that. <clears throat> I would like to know what more of you guys think. And thank you, Reggie, for calling in.